Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody. You are listening to Spirit Live here at Ryerson. My name is Nicholas Robinson, and today I'm joined along with Luke Burrows. You are listening to the official beginning of Season 2 of Take to Take Radio here on Spirit Live, the show where we talk about all the newest in the hockey world. Our usual co-host, Patrick Tallon, is unavailable today, but not to worry, he will be back with us this season. But today, you just get to listen to Luke and I talk Hi about guys. the NHL. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what's going on today. Not much is going to change from last season to this one. Uh, pretty much all that's going to change is when Patrick's here, we're probably going to have Luke this year act as more of a mediator for the semester. Although we do value his insight in all of our discussions because... Uh, you know, we like a little pro Boro Horvat in our lives. I've been relegated. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that was your suggestion. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you might see us on the live stream switch around our seating a bit more because uh, some other people besides me learned how to work the technical equipment in here, which is fantastic. Official news. announcement coming soon, but I'm very pleased to say that I know how to use the soundboard. Yippee. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I think we're all excited to get going for this year. So uh, I'll turn it over to our quote-unquote mediator who won't be doing much mediating today since it's just the two of us. But yes, uh, Luke, take it away. All righty. Welcome back, everyone. I think, uh, I mean, today, first show back after the summer, the long NHL offseason. And um, let me just reiterate, Nick himself is an Ottawa Senators fan. Yes, sir. Who uh, hopefully will have... A bit of a happier existence this winter compared to the last few seasons. Unlikely. Myself, I'm a Vancouver Canucks fan, and Patrick, uh, the absentee for today, um, he's a Montreal Canadiens fan. So, Nick, I just want to start with um, asking you, how are you feeling after the last uh, four months of off season? Uh probably better than I did this time last year just because um, there's more of a certain direction now as an Ottawa Senators fan and watcher there's a bit more clear direction like sort of last year we were still in the limbo we still had um, you know the Mark Stone Matt Duchesne looming over our head Uh, we were very off fresh off losing Eric Carlson the captain and yeah, everything was sort of in limbo. You didn't know what was going to happen. I should mention uh, Ryan Dezingle was another key UFA. Well, now they're all gone, and the the keys are in the hands of the kids, as Pierre Dorian puts it. The kids are all right. Uh, the kids are all gone right now. They're all in Belleville currently. But uh, I guess there's a bit more direction. I'm trying to remain positive because I'm sick and tired of being cynical and negative all the time. It's very unhealthy for me. But yeah, there's a bit more, bit more positivity these days, and I don't know what are you feeling about the Canucks? Obviously, they had a interesting off season, looking to, uh, you know, get back into the playoffs. I'm pretty psyched. Um, the one thing, I mean, there were a lot of uh, pickups this year, uh, signings wise. There's one signing I'm not super happy about, which is uh, Trader Jim, GM Jim Benning. I don't like that he was signed. Uh, when he was, I think he should have gone. Th- I don't. I think it was unnecessary. I think he should have gone through this year, um, knowing that his job was on the line. Because, to be quite honest, it should be. Uh, but other than that, you know, re-signing Alex Edler, 
um, Ben Fantenberg, Furland. I love the Furland pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Myers pickup, but the last two games haven't made me super happy about that. Uh, the JT Miller trade. I like JT Miller. I'm not sure I like JT Miller enough uh, for a first round pick, but moving on. Especially one that could be um, potentially a lottery pick, or it is lottery protected, right? I think that was one of the conditions on it. I don't think the Canucks are going to be that bad to the point where they finish in that bottom well, five. You'll and see when we get to our predictions, but yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. But it, you know, it has potential. It's like that Ottawa one they gave up in the Matt Duchesne I, trade. It I, has yeah, potential I, just, to be I think you're giving uh, the Lightning. A first-round pick to to take a contract. I don't I yeah. don't understand that. Um, just recently, Bershi, Gold, Dobin, and Biega were sent to minors. Uh, they Biega all, traded now, right? Biega just got traded yesterday. Um, I don't like. Uh, I mean, they all cleared waivers. Bershi was uh, the biggest worry for me. He cleared. Um, my understanding, probably because it was just such a late transaction, teams had sort of finalized their roster. But yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like more of those guys would have got less of the guys. Sorry, would have gotten through on the waiver wire had it been maybe say three days earlier, earlier or even later. Like I, I'm maybe that was intentional. But even someone like Berchi, it makes sense. Uh, he, I believe, has two years left on three point five. But Goldobin, one year, nine hundred thousand. That seems like a no-brainer for a lot of teams for me. Yeah, of course. I was, it, that, that was when I was looking at the Senators to pick up. Like, uh, Hosang for me was the obvious one for everybody, but yeah. Goldobin was the one I had my eye on, too. I thought I thought that was pretty uh, shocking that he got through. But, I mean, good for the Canucks. I agree. Uh, Adam Goddard made the team. Super happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure why that meant Berchi had to be sent down. There's a few other guys that I would have liked to see go instead, but whatever. Uh, one of the key storylines of the Canucks this year and I guess we'll use that sort of maybe as a segue into our next topic is the captain vacancy uh, however much longer that lasts when, when's the uh, Canucks home opener is it tomorrow tomorrow okay and they released an itinerary 7 5 p.m. there's a captaincy naming ceremony fantastic and uh, I think it's pretty obvious but uh, who, who are you thinking the captain is going to be Brandon Sutter <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I think even uh, the Canucks owner kind of leaked it on uh, Twitter. He said it's the worst kept secret in town, so that kind of confirms it'll be Bo Horvat, which I am super psyched about. I would have been happy if it happened last year. I understand yeah. they had to wait. I'm was kind of worried it wasn't going to happen this year, and they didn't really say anything about it. But I guess that was in comparison to Toronto and Toronto fans um, kind of forcing their. Uh, media cycle on the rest of North America, but that's okay. So yeah. that'll be that'll happen tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm yeah, no, that should be good. It's always nice to name a new captain, and Bo Horvat is more than deserving, I would think. Uh, I I'm not sure if you listen to uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, their 31 Thoughts podcast. I used to. It's so boring. Okay, so they were doing some. They've been doing something recently called the Stars series, where they have uh, players sit down. They do about like 15 minutes of interviews. And this week, I listened to it this morning. Actually, they had Bo Horvat on, and after listening to that, like I'm not too familiar with the Canucks. Like I don't watch very much Vancouver hockey. All I pretty much do is listen to Jim Benning stuff, which is funny. <laughs> and uh, just from that interview, like I really don't know much about Bo Horvat, but he seems like a like complete captain material, and he seems like the right pick for that team. Because I'm not really sure who else they name. No, I think the only other guy that I would, if it happened, and I would be 
upset but understanding would be Alex Edler. Yeah, because um, he's been there a while. Yeah, anyone else? Uh, Brandon Sutter was in the conversation. Absolutely Jesus. not. And then Pedersen and Besser. I mean, I, I get why people are saying that, but I think for obvious reasons that's not going to happen. I think yeah. in six years, the I'd be happy if the Vancouver leadership core was... Uh, Horvat with a C and then Pedersen, Besser, and Hughes with A's, but we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, but in terms of captain, uh, Nick, I want to ask you, how do you feel the uh, Toronto captaincy situation was handled? Apparently, Tavares was chosen long before any of the, and I don't, I'm not sure we want to get into the Matthew stuff, but long before any of that stuff came uh, came to a head. Yeah, I'm not too sure how long. I I remain pretty skeptical of that whole ordeal. Um, there were those leaked images of Matthews wearing the C that were apparently shot the first day of training camp. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's just somebody on the internet releasing stuff, trying to generate conversation, because it generated one hell of a buzz on my Twitter feed. But, uh, you know, I think John Tavares at the end of the day is a good pick. The guy's been a captain in the NHL for, what, like six years already on Long Island. Like, that's a you, you can't go wrong with picking John Tavares as your captain. I agree. I think it should have gone to Riley. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, another, like, really I don't know. Solid choice, we can get Morgan into Riley. what a captain means, but I think um, I think it's it should kind of be someone not only, I mean, yeah, the face of the franchise uh, in a way, unless you have a superstar, and I guess Toronto might have one of those. But yeah. um, I think it should be someone that, you know, gets the city, gets the team, has been there for a while. And I think Riley would have been a good pick. I understand why they did Tavares. Um, yeah. I understand why they didn't do Marner or Matthews. So that's okay. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, no. And you look at that. I think uh, I think we're going to start to see a bunch of the captain vacancies sort of disappear around the nhl like you look at it uh like last year there were three captaincy uh spots open in uh just out of the original six teams like vancouver or sorry why did i say vancouver i meant <laughs> detroit and the new york rangers are the two left they still both don't have a captain uh for me i like i just put down some notes here like for me if i'm the red wings i'm probably leaning towards dylan larkin that seems like a pretty obvious one to eventually, me eventually yeah i'd say yeah uh, for the New York Rangers, I know they were talking about it because they played the uh, Senators on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday. So they were talking a lot about the uh, Rangers and uh, sort of the one that jumps out to me, Mika Zibanejad, would be a good How pick How old there. is he now? Zibanejad's like 25, 26. He's around there. So he's like, he's like I, I believe, same year as Bo Horvat drafted. Maybe, maybe about a year 13? or two earlier. Yeah, okay. Zibanejad was 2012. So. Okay. Okay, about a year older than him. And then uh, the other team I'd point out, do they have a cat? Does Vegas have a captain yet? I don't believe so. No, because yeah. I feel like that would have been kind of a big that, deal. Yeah, that that would, like their first ever captain. Yeah. Uh, Marcheseau, Smith, and Mark Stone jump off the page Mark's, to me. Uh, if but I think, I don't if, think Mark, been if there for whatever reason enough. Mark Stone was been has had been there since the beginning, I absolutely think Mark Stone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for those reasons, maybe hold off for a few years. But I I would and on that contract too. Yeah. Um, like he'll be around for a while. Yeah. So. No, they'll be they'll, like they'll, they have a good uh, resource of guys there that can be captain material for the Vegas. Speaking of Mark Stone, speaking of the Ottawa Senators, who do you want to see when the time comes? Who do you want to see? Uh, you know, named captain from there. I just want to see anybody that I know is going to be here. I, I like. I don't think my heart can handle another captain being named and then being shipped at the door. Like I need somebody with like more control. Like I, 
we've gone through maybe someone that was just signed for eight years yeah shabbat obviously jumps off the page to me he really impressed me uh after signing that contract with how just composed the guy is and you know at such a young age he seems so mature beyond his years and i feel like he's a great player too like that that's obviously a big part of it for me I, I think honor the days where you're naming like your third and fourth line or journeyman your captain i think you got to name somebody who can set that example on the ice and shabbat certainly does that and you know everybody's going to point to brady kachuk as well just for mm, the type of player that he is yeah and but you know what i for me i'd pick shabbat and then down the road you give colin white and brady kachuk your a's and i would be very content with that group leading the charge fair enough uh do we want to get into some former mm. senator stuff sure jason spezza what did you make of that whole thing last week? That was a pretty big deal too. I, we're going back to the Leafs here. Do, these are these are big stories that have been uh, dominating. Or maybe sort of we the just think place. they're big stories because we're surrounded by them. Yeah, but, well, uh, we we do live in Toronto, so. Jason Spezza, I, from what I understand, and maybe I don't have the full story, he was benched because he wasn't up to speed on the PK. Yes, that was that the was, only reason the given. Yeah. Um. Look, I mean, I'm all I'm all for the decisions made. Uh, you know, bench who you want to bench. You're, it's it's all it's all fair, and especially someone like Spezza. You know, he's. It's kind of weird to say, but Jason Spezza, I would say, is a bubble player, maybe a bit, a bit more than that. But when that's the only reasoning you give is that he's not up to speed on the PK. Like, what what are you talking about? We're, there... we're acting like Jason Spezza is like a renowned defensive forward. The guy's <laughs> the guy's been one of the premier scorers in the NHL, where he was at least for the better part of a decade and a half. Like, and the I... better part of his like how many years he's been playing since around he's debuted I think in two thousand three. So we're talking sixteen years here into his career, and I don't know how many. How many years was a guy like a number one like scoring center like at least ten? How many years was he on Ottawa? Yeah, and even but even the first couple of years in Dallas, like he was still really good. And you know, at this juncture of his career, to all of a sudden make the decision to play him as a penalty killer is a bit. It's, that's really strange to me, especially because it seemed like when they brought him in, it would make sense to help out that second power play unit of theirs. And like the decision to scratch him against the Ottawa Senators. Um, home opener home against opener, the Senators. His I, hometown team. And then the they just, place. they go, you know, play him the next game. But that was game. the thing I for don't... me. The, sort of the rationale Babcock gave was that he wanted the penalty kill help in Nick Shore. I, like, I don't disagree that, like, if you want penalty kill help, yes, of course, pick Nick Shore. But d- did they really need help on the penalty kill against the Ottawa Senators? <laughs> like, that, that one left me really confused. And the power play went one for five that night. Like, Matthews scored the one power play goal. But the power play didn't look like, especially the second unit, did not look particularly good. So maybe they could have used Jason Spezza that night. I like, I don't know. These are things that get blown out of proportion so easily here. But I definitely do understand why some media members were like angry at Babcock because, like, again, like it did sort of come off as disrespectful and yeah, stubborn. Yeah, exactly. To Jason like I Spezza. think as it's not a super uh, important, you know. Uh, event for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year but as much as it can be I think it was a little unfair to Spezza Um, it's not like swapping I mean as far as I know it's not like swapping him and Shore is going to absolutely change the whole course of the game I I know it's important well you look last night he changed the course of the game against St. Louis that pass he made to Gauthier was unbelievable (laughs) like he he still he still got some use there like I was hoping that the Senators would look at bringing him back in the offseason 
this year and you know because he definitely does still have some use here in his career even at this juncture so yeah that's uh that's pretty much my thoughts on that if you have anything else to add no that's about it i don't cool do we want to get into predictions we can start with awards uh i know we've kind of formed a list here and this is good because last year we started halfway through the NHL season we yes. started I think our first show was in February uh, we're starting in October just less than a week after the so opening get, of regular season even more incorrect exactly when we revisit so this at the when we end come of back next in semester. late March <laughs> and all of our picks are absolutely ridiculous all right so I think we, good I think we each pick six awards and then yep. you can just name your guy and a little rationale behind it okay Rocket right. Richard. Uh, you can start with that Alex Ovechkin yeah, again, safe pick. The guy's won it how many years in a row now? Um, if he can stay healthy, uh, mine is Austin Matthews. That's mine. I have it in brackets right here. Yeah, Ovechkin it, th- in brackets, Matthews. That's going to be the key. If Matthews can stay healthy, he's had like a bit of... Uh, he's had no luck with injuries so far in his career. Totally derailed him last year. He probably would have made a pretty good case for that award. But yeah, I definitely think Austin Matthews, if he stays healthy, like he's already started. Like He's a prolific scorer in October. But uh, yeah, if he can if he can play in November December for once, maybe that would uh, help him. Art Ross, I chose Connor McDavid. I chose the same player. All right. I'm not sure there's much. Yeah, not much not much deliberation there. there. Best player in the league. I like Kucherov. I know some people are saying like, can Kucherov repeat? But it's so hard to not pick Connor McDavid for the Art Ross like right off the bat. It's so hard to do that. Yeah, I um, I I just think. If everything goes kind of um, the way it's supposed to in terms of injuries or anything like that, I don't think you can really make... Well, I shouldn't say that, but I think McDavid's the obvious pick. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, Hart. Now, I... Hopefully this is where there's some debate. Just some let me... Can I... I know I did this on last year on the show. Can I just read the definition of the Hart Trophy? Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I remember you and I had quite the fiery debate over Nikita Kucherov on last year's show. Okay, the definition, and I'm reading this <laughs> from none other than the Wikipedia page. All right. The Hart Memorial Trophy, originally known as the Hart Trophy, interesting, is awarded annually to the player judged most valuable to his team in the NHL. So, because of that, my pick is Connor McDavid. Yeah, again, like, I, you can't go wrong picking Connor McDavid for that award. Like, you, you can't. Like, it's, there's, there's even no if way. he even if he doesn't win Art, even or Art Ross, even if he's like you know, third or fourth, which might not be great in terms of uh, McDavid's standards, but most valuable to his team. I will say, um, if I was making this argument last year at this time, this year it's a bit better because uh, I have a little bit more, uh, maybe I'm a little late to the party here, but I have a little bit more trust in Dreisaitl, but I think in yeah, terms I think of... definitely late to that party. <laughs> I think in terms of effect on his team... Connor McDavid is the uh, number one. It's not most, you know, most outstanding. That's uh, Ted Lindsay, correct? But uh, I think McDavid is a no-brainer there. Of course. Um, okay, so here's where uh, I think we really disagree for the first part. Yet, like, not that Connor McDavid. Like, I'm not saying Connor McDavid shouldn't. Like, I'm just picking who I think is going to win. As much as I agree with your definition, I think like Connor McDavid literally should have won the heart probably like the last three years. Uh, just 
how it gets voted and stuff like that like it it never works out that way so i i don't know if this saw hot take this team is going to be better so i think this guy is going to really guide them and he's going to get a lot of recognition the media is alexander barkov from the florida panthers for the heart trophy for me i mean i've always been i've always i mean i think a lot of people have it's kind of weird barkov is always like a general uh consensus that he's a underrated player i don't know how that can happen that everyone can agree he's underrated yeah, so i don't when think he, that, i don't think he's so much underrated anymore i think everybody sort of realizes now how good he is good i hope so but um yeah i would i could see that it's i think he's gonna thrive under joel quenville like i think you look at what quenville did for the careers of jonathan taves early on and patrick kane like he, he gets certain players to thrive under him and i think there's really you look at players like barkov trocek Hoffman, uh, Huberdeau, I think they're really going to do well under Joel Quenville, and I think Barkov's going to be the one that leads them. I, I I have Florida making the playoffs, especially with Bobrovsky back there now, and that, as much as it shouldn't be, based on the definition of the Hart Trophy, the playoffs always end up mattering in this award, and I think if Florida gets there, it's going to be like the Nathan McKinnon, Taylor Hall thing a couple years ago. Like, Barkov, you know, is going to score 90 points. And he's going to be right there in that discussion because of his two-way game as well, which the media men really like. So moving on to the Selkie. I'll let, I'll let you go first because so, it's the same I, I answer. Have, I have Barkov. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I have Barkov winning the Selkie, and that's going to really be the I'm more I mean, okay with. I'm more game. okay with that Barkov pick than the other one. Yep. Um, um, who do you have? I have Bergeron. Kind of, I could have said that for the past eight years. But um, yeah. Yeah, Bergeron. I, I was pretty scared you were going to say Bo Horvat, in which case I, prob- well, I probably would have walked out of the room. He's in brackets, but <laughs> maybe uh, maybe next year or the year after. I don't know. That C might do something to him. We'll I, I mean, dude, he's like a good player. I, I just wouldn't put him on that same tier as like a until he scores 80 points. I wouldn't put him up near Barkov. Okay, well, Bergeron. there's 80 games left, so yeah. watch. Well, he's got how many points so far? Zero? Uh, zero. And so on pace the for zero The whole team has points. three goals. The leading <laughs> uh, point scores for the Vancouver Canucks right now, Yeah. Alex Edler and Quinn Hughes. Oh, we'd love to see it. With one. Nice. All right. Nice. Um, okay. Norris Trophy. Who do you have Another winning the Norris Trophy? This seems to be, in my opinion, anything. the most open discussion every year. Yeah. Like there's they, no one that's... It seems like every year there's at least one new player, like sort of that arrives in that discussion. So I'm interested to see who you have. Victor Hedman. Yeah, I was I was thinking you were gonna say Victor Hedman. It seems like a lot of. Uh, I just I don't I don't know who else I could. I mean, there's a lot of other names in the hat, but I don't know who else I could, um, kind of give a lot of uh, support for other than Hedman. I mean, um, I'd like to say Carlson. Uh, well we go back to that we go back to the playoff argument like you know it's a lot more obvious that tampa bay is gonna win the atlantic division than like anybody else is gonna make the playoffs that you could put in that discussion like the sharks are struggling already right out the gate yeah and so you know as much as they shouldn't be a factor in this discussion playoffs always somehow end up being a deciding factor some seasons point to the 2015-16 season where eric carlson should have won uh, biggest screw job in NHL voting history but yeah that like yeah Victor Hedman makes complete sense you know he's going to be at the focal point of Tampa Bay offense too Vesna or sorry oh, I, oh, I yeah. did not do my I, I assumed you were okay. green but do not strangle me let me explain this one okay 
To the surprise of I'm gonna, many, I'm going to turn my mic off. I did not select. I'll just let you talk. I did not select Eric Carlson to win this award. Shocking! Like I have him like right there. I think he could be in contention. I picked Miro Haskinen of the Dallas Stars. So the Dallas Stars are much better this year than they were the past couple years, and I think they're going to be probably top two, top three in that central division. I don't think that's out of the question at all, especially if they get the good goaltending. I know John Klingberg is sort of the guy for a lot of people in Dallas, and like rightfully so. I, like, I'd like i have him right up here in this award too. Like I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they got two out of the three finalists uh, in the Norris voting because they're both that good. But Miro Haskinen, especially at his young age, and I think if he you know, produces like some good amount of points this year, which I think there's a good chance he will. Uh, and just because Dallas, you know, with the goaltending combination of Hudobin and Bishop aren't going to allow a lot of goals and it's going to make him look all that much better. Uh, I do have Miro Haskin in there. I know that's a bit of a wild card, but I don't know. I'm just going with my gut there. So okay, Luke, interested um, to hear what you think. So can I just confirm, you think Miro... Heiskanen is going to be the best NHL defenseman in the league this year. I can see it. Can you say that for me? Um, <laughs> He's going to record it. All right. Let's so hold on. Let me let me put on the camera here so that they can see that you're recording me. I think Miro Heiskanen, among the hockey men media, is going to be the best defenseman in the NHL this season. I can see it happening. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm saving that, and we're gonna, we're gonna we're probably gonna revisit that. come back to that every week. The more and more obvious that's not gonna happen. I love. Well, I shouldn't say. I I think he's a good player. Um, I have no issue with him being, you know, uh, labeled as one of the top defensemen in the league. But I would never, ever, 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 ever have him in the Norris discussion this year. Cool. Well, I Moving told on. you. I told you it was ballsy. So yeah, my mic was off for the initial reaction. So yeah, kind of wish it wasn't, but. That was good. That was fun. I like that. Vezina uh, Trophy, who do you have? Uh, I think Dallas is going to be a good hockey team this year. I have Ben Bishop. A good pick. It's going to make gonna I'm, make my Norris pick that look that good if he wins a Vezina. Well, yeah. Heiskanen's going to look good because of Ben Bishop. So. All right. And uh, for my Leaf fans listening to this, uh, my pick for the Vezina was Fred Anderson. I think, uh, yeah, like... The, the Maple Leafs are going to win hockey games this year. Like, they, I don't think they're going to struggle as much in the division as they did last year. Like, I don't think they're going to finish third again. They'll probably finish second. They should finish second at least. But, yeah, I think Fred Anderson is going to get a lot of starts this year. I think that's going to help him because, evidenced by the game against Montreal on Saturday, like Toronto can really have no confidence in a backup goalie situation, like similar to how it was with Garrett Sparks last year. Like Tor- Toronto's got no backup so I think there is a good chance they're going to just ride with Fred Anderson, which isn't bad for the regular season. But, but again, for those seven games of the playoffs, those seven games in the playoffs until, like, again, uh, until they head home in late they, April. They just yeah. got to be careful. They just got to be careful not to burn them out. But yeah. well, again, they're only playing seven playoff games. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. We're going to have like a lineup of yeah. come to fight us out the door here in a minute. So, but yeah. Love doing it. 
not an anti yeah it's maybe an anti-toronto that, radio that's a show huge anti-toronto thing but yeah i i can see fred anderson win the norris or so when i say the norris the that's even that, that, that hotter be, take that, <laughs> that's that's about as wild as my other take but yeah fred anderson can definitely win the vesna i think like he's gonna have like a good save percentage and all that like he he is the backbone to the leafs in my opinion yeah i'd agree with that um all right uh, moving do we on we want to do some standings yes we do because cool, cool. i have uh let's start with uh atlantic division first sure cool we're doing one two three one two three wild card wild card uh, I, I mean, I numbered my one to eight, but yeah, if you want to do sure. one, two, uh, three in our wild cards, one, two, three, one, two, three wild cards, I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do Atlantic. So who do you have making the playoffs in the Atlantic division? I mean, guess who's first? Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> You're correct. Ooh, spicy. Uh, yeah, I have <laughs> Tampa. Yeah. For a show that's, uh, take to take i have there it is tampa now this is this is where it gets crazy right i think it's been tampa toronto boston uh is that correct for two years in a row yeah it's been, it's been i have tampa, um, well. tampa boston toronto okay so okay that's exciting but um yeah and i i'm not i don't really think i have to explain much of that i think are uh, those the only three you have in the division so you have five teams from the metro then uh correct cool uh okay mine's a bit spicier I have. You're really confirming the name of the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here to you know take to take baby. <laughs> Some we we got to change it up a bit here. So let me just my computer just slept there. Okay, let's turn this on. Okay, my Atlantic Division. I've got four teams making the playoffs. Oh, sorry. Um, apparently I've been wrong. It is uh, Tampa, Boston, Toronto. So I'm just even more basic. Yes. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah. So my Atlantic Division, uh, Tampa Bay wins. Followed by Toronto, followed by Florida, followed by Montreal. Those are the four teams I have making the playoffs. Spicy. I don't have Boston in there. Leaf fans are like gonna. Why walk not? Up and kiss my feet. I'm I'm okay with the picks you have. Montreal's a bit of a jump, but why not Boston? Like you're not even as another wild card. There's yeah. A, there's another wild card spot that you're obviously I, giving I to a Metro team, but. I don't know. It's like I feel like I I hate, you know. I'm going to say it, but like Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand is such a good line. Like it has been for so long. But at what point does Patrice Bergeron get into the ring with Father Time and fight it out? It's got to be soon, right? What is he now? Sure, he's like 36. Soon, I, he's, Can, I don't think he's slowing down. I don't know. Quite and I, I don't think Krejci is going to have as good of a year as he did last year. Like David Krejci had a really good year and that really helped them. I'm not convinced about their depth at the wing uh, besides Pasternak and Marshawn, they have DeBrusque in there, and I think they still have Charlie Coyle. Like again, these are fine players, but like I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure it's good enough to finish high in the division like they have been. And I just have this feeling about Montreal, who had a really good year last year analytically. Like they should have absolutely made the playoffs with a season that good that they had and they well, missed they it by one just point about did, yeah. sorry guys sorry pat if you're listening but yeah i do think though that montreal has potential to squeeze in i think they i think they improved their roster a little bit like i do like montreal's depth at forward um they don't have that top end talent that boston has but i do like their depth like jordan wheel joel armia kakanyami is going to be a bit better this year a bit not 
a bit better. Yeah, I, like I don't think he's going to kick the doors down, but no. like I think he's a solid player. And yeah, as long as they get a bit of a rebound performance from Juran, and you know more the same from Domi. Like I, I was one of the people that like were convinced Domi was going to start the year crap, and you know last year was just a fluke. But watching him, I watched him in the game Saturday night against Toronto, and he looked fantastic. So and if Carey Price is good. Then who knows? And they have a better backup than Niemi this year. You got to keep that in mind. Keith Kincaid's a good backup, so I do have Montreal squeezing in. So That's Metropolitan fair. Division. You go first. Okay, so I have four teams making it from the Metro. More spicy takes. Carolina wins the division. Washington finishes second. The Flyers finish third, and the Rangers finish fourth. Oh, I just, I just cringed so hard that okay so my rationale behind that i like new jersey but again i am completely unsold on their goaltending like i'm not sold at all on Corey schneider and Mackenzie blackwood like schneider played great in the home opener as soon as they put blackwood in though man everything went off the rails looked be- like they looked brutal with blackwood in there and you know schneider's had a couple of off years now if he can get back to his true form, then they're going to make the playoffs. And that's why I drafted him in fantasy. Yes. If he can get back to what he was when he was a Canuck and in his earlier years as a devil, back when they were still bad, they will make the playoffs. No, no Corey issue. Schneider's a good, very good goalie. Yes, I still think Corey Schneider's a good goalie, but like I can't, I, I can't go to bat for New Jersey anymore while he's back there. It's just so difficult. It's so risky. I think the Flyers are better than they've played the past couple of years, and I think they do have the top-end talent. They, they've got really good core forwards still. Uh, Couturier, Giroux, Voracek. Like, they've got they've got good talent at the Konechny. Um, one notable omission. Can I ask if... Um, Pittsburgh. If, if, if Evgeny Malkin, and I think we might want to talk about this a bit later, yeah. but if Evgeny Malkin... Uh, and Bukestad. Was, yeah, that. sure, Buke's that, sure, but mostly Malkin. Uh, if he was, you know, I, th- I think fine. the depth at center, it like no matter what period they're gone, like I think that's gonna it's gonna hurt them. Uh, Malkin, I said they they said is out a minimum four weeks, but they're really unsure if it's longer do term. Make, do you think they make the playoffs if 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 they're both? Healthy? They need them both. They need them both. We saw how much Pittsburgh struggled a couple years ago when um, it was just uh, what was the depth. They had, like, Shan as their third-line center, and they really struggled for parts of the regular season. And, like, they don't even have, like, a guy like Riley Shan now at the 4C spot who's going to have to move up to play 2C right now. I don't know who their fourth-line center is, but I know it's that, that it's probably not somebody very good. That's just a wild assumption by me. It could be, but I I can't see them being that dangerous. Like, it's hard for me to doubt Sidney Crosby, uh, but Phil and... Kessel was a good player, too, and they lost him. Galchenyuk's fine, but... Again, Gutchung is not going to score 82 points like Kessel did. So I have that really hurting. Pain. And their defense sucks. I'm sorry, Good Branson, Jack Johnson, like it's cursed. It's just it, it, looking at Pittsburgh's defense, like a cursed image. Like it's bad. It's not good. And well, after th- Therefore, you've, uh... that's why I have the Rangers in. I think the Rangers are going to get good goaltending. I like the young talent on their team. Something tells me something's really going to click there. Panarin, Butchnevich, and Zabanajad is going to be one of the best lines in the NHL. And I think they're going to one-line carry that team into the playoffs narrowly. Okay, so you just tore apart the Pittsburgh Penguins. I have them finishing third. Cool. Um, Who are your first two, Carolina, Washington? Washington, then Carolina. Okay, cool. Um, 
Pittsburgh, I think they're the Boston of the Metro. I don't think you can, for the time being, for the next, for the last few years, for the next few years, I don't think you can kind of write them off. I think they're still going to be good. Crosby is. It's it's hard to write them as off. usual. Going to carry that team. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, I have Pittsburgh coming in third, and then I have my two wild cards are both from the Metro. I have the Devils, and then the Panthers. I would be totally okay to. Uh, listen to arguments about switching those two i think it'll be close but i have devils and panthers um i think i think new jersey is going to be a lot better than people uh i mean i know they're not a write-off but i think they're going to be a lot better than people are expecting uh, i think they had a very good off season and then florida similar to what you said i think uh, as well their off season their pickups were good i think bobrovsky is going to be electric man very very good better than uh, he was in Columbus. That coaching change is big, too. Like, that's yeah. a big step up from Bob Bugner to Joel Quenville. I'm really excited to watch Florida this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to the Central Division, the bloodbath of the NHL. You probably have five guys making the playoffs from there. I, I do. Too. So give me your five guys first. Dallas, I said it earlier with Bishop winning Vesna. I think Dallas is going to finish first, followed oh, cool. by Nashville, followed by St. Louis, and then two wild cards Colorado and Minnesota. Really? Minnesota? Really? What's your rationale behind Minnesota being better than the Blackhawks and Jets? Um, I don't think... Uh, the Blackhawks first, I don't think they're um, similar to last year. I don't think they're going to be a good team. I don't think uh, they're the same Blackhawks that were, you know, uh, four, five, six years ago. Um, Winnipeg, though, I know that's... It's a little early to kind of make that call, but um, injuries on their side, I don't think they're the same team uh, that what went to the conference finals. Um, mm-hmm. I just I don't see I don't see that roster performing at. I mean I know it is just second wild card, but I just I think Minnesota hasn't hasn't faltered as much as the Jets. I think Minnesota is still Minnesota and. The Mediocre. team, the team isn't bad. It's not good. It's right where a second wild card team would fall. Um, out of all these picks, though, Winnipeg is the one that, if someone said, "Okay, pick one team from that you've left out," uh, it would be Winnipeg. But I just have, I have, uh, cool. I have Minnesota beating them, and I'm sure it'll be all close. Right. I'm so sure I'm I wrong, also but... have five teams from the Central Division making it. So in my order, it goes Nashville. I still think they're the heavyweights of the division. I think they can go to bat with anybody still. Uh, Colorado second, just because that top-end talent they got. St. Louis third, the defending cup champs. Dallas fourth, so that wild-card spot. And the fifth and final wild-card spot, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. I think uh, Robin Leonard and Corey Crawford is a good tandem. That's the thing that's really let the Blackhawks down over the past couple of years. They're goaltending because of Crawford's injuries. And I think Leonard is a fantastic pickup for them. They had the cap space. They did it just one year. So they'll get to choose which goalie they want at the end of the year since both him and Crawford are up. I think that was a fantastic plan by Stan Bowman just to sort of solidify the goaltending position for them because it's been an area of concern. I do like Debrinket to score 40 goals again. Taves uh, looked really good, rejuvenated alongside Pat Kane on the top line last year. And it, I Chicago did a lot to address their depth at forward with uh, signing Carpenter, trading for Zach Smith, sort of to round out that fourth line, and then adding younger guys like Nylander. 
The only thing that concerns me a bit is their defense because Keith had a poor year last year. They'll need him to be good. And obviously Mata Seabrook are big, big, big question marks. But I still like the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't think Seabrook's a question mark. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, he, I... he just sucks. Yeah. Right? yeah, okay. So not exactly a question mark as much as he sucks, but... Uh, yeah, no, I do have them making it over. I think Minnesota's going to finish last in the division. I don't really like Oof. much from them. And I think Winnipeg's defensive injuries like are, have absolutely decimated that team. But I think we'll talk about that before the end of the show. Yes. So I'll go straight into my Pacific division. I have Vegas winning the Pacific division. I like that team a lot. Like they're A full year of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and Paul Stastny as a line like that's going to help that top six group so much they got a solid defense and mark andre fleury has been a good goaltender the past couple of years so i don't see any reason why he's all of a sudden gonna suck again and uh calgary finishing second san jose finishing third uh arizona's my fourth team i think it's gonna be between them and the blackhawks and the jets for that last wild card spot i like the corsi kings there out in arizona no they're not exactly that that's carolina but um John Chayka, I've gone to bat for him on this show many times before, and I will do so again. I think they're going to be good. Uh, I have them just missing out, but I could see them making the playoffs. So over to you for your Pacific teams. Vegas 1, Calgary 2, Vancouver 3. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you did. Better than San Jose. I don't know, man. San Jose's lost three straight games to open the season. They're obviously not going to do well. Um, yes, because no team that has was sarcasm, ever done. To an extent, let me just kind of go run through each uh, Pacific team. Anaheim, obviously not. Uh, but, I mean, on that logic, they've won two in a row, so I guess they're going to win the President's Trophy. Uh, Anaheim, no. Edmonton, as much as I'd love to see them do well, I have no faith in them. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, L.A., obviously not. Arizona. Sorry, Evan. Yeah, Arizona, not yet. Um they're they're not a bad team, but I just don't see them trending upwards like they should be. Who Arizona? Arizona. Yeah, I, I get that argument. Um, like they're they are trending upwards, but for a team in their position who's spent the last few years, um, um, you know, not struggling, but where they should be in, uh, kind of figuring themselves out, rebuilding phase, they're not um, moving forward like they should be. San Jose obviously is who I would um, put in there. Is Vancouver a heart pick for you to get in, or is that a gut pick? Which one is it? Both. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like the only team I would I would put above them is San Jose. Yeah, um, obviously. Obviously, but even then, um, I don't have San Jose. Um, so you in, got a lot in of faith though, in Markstrom, eh? What? Oh, my, don't even get me started. Markstrom, since after Christmas of last year, Markstrom was one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah, of course, but like that was like the first like really good stretch of his career, I'd say. Yeah, but it's that was a f- four month stretch. Yeah, it's a long uh, time. Three well, month, four month I mean, stretch. Andrew Hammond was sick for three months once. And you sound like you don't remember who Andrew Hammond is. He's the Hamburglar. He is the Hamburglar. Um, but, yeah, okay. You know what? I, I will respect that. You listen to me talk about Miro Haskinen winning the Norris Trophy, so I will give you that one. I will give you Vancouver yeah. making the playoffs. I won't give you too Not much even as a wild card spot. Now, 
that being said, they're going to have less points than both the wild card spots. But um, like many yeah, years past, I yeah, think I the central is going to be significantly. It, well, it's just, hold on, the... just m- one of my friends from uh, <laughs> one of my friends from uh, Aurora just Uh-oh. texted me. He goes to you or uh, Carlton. He just goes, "Damn, buddy, took Van over San Jose?" Question <laughs> mark. I did, and I'm going to stand by it. And when they're at a hundred <laughs> points by late February, hundred, you'll all be laughing. Okay. Okay, you no, said late February, so I know you're being sarcastic, but I was about to say I was about to scream if you no, were like, I think predicting over 100 points this season. They're gonna have the um, they're gonna have the least points if you know if Vancouver makes the playoffs. They're gonna have the least points in the Western Conference. Um, the Central, not not even necessarily the Central is gonna be good. It is obviously gonna be better, but I just think again the Pacific Division is not good at all. No, I don't. I don't think it's great depth wise. Like there's some crap teams there. But you know what? Just as easily as I can see, like Vancouver. Well, I don't. I don't really see them just as easily passing San Jose. If you want to talk about teams that can like find their way in in a crap Pacific Division, if one of those guys falters, the big guys, like Edmonton too. I like you can't rule out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like for me, they can just as easily do what you're saying Vancouver could potentially do. Do you disagree with that? Yeah, but it's Edmonton. I like, know it is Edmonton, but like Vancouver's Vancouver. Ah, uh, but saying Vancouver's Vancouver isn't as bad as saying Edmonton's Edmonton or Ottawa's Ottawa. I was I was gonna say yeah. it. I, okay. I, I didn't want to. Fair. But yeah. So maybe to wrap up the show, we talk about maybe the two biggest sticklers and wild cards of our playoff picks, which are the Jets and the Penguins, the two teams that have already just a few games into this NHL season, been decimated by injuries. So uh, the Jets lost Jacob Truba via trade in the offseason, brought in Neil Pionk. Uh, Luckily, they were able to bring back Josh Morrissey into the fold, but uh, they lost Tyler Myers to your Vancouver Canucks, and they lost Dustin Bufflin. Uh, We're not sure how long they've lost Dustin Bufflin for. We're not sure if he's going to come back. back, I don't think he's coming back either. Uh, but yeah, they've gone from what arguably one of the top five, top three defensive cores in the NHL to one of the worst, like pretty quickly, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think that's um, part of, if not most of the reason, I left them out of my playoff pick. Yeah, and same. comparing them to uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, I think Pittsburgh is going to be fine. Um, I think them finishing in third is a is a decent enough finish for them um washington and carolina like i said are going to be good but pittsburgh i think injuries wise is going to be fine uh compared to winnipeg who not not even injuries uh, mostly but like a lot of those those guys are gone they're not coming back bufflin myers yeah i mean i can't i want to read this to you this is so josh morrissey was hurt the other night for their game and i want to read to you what their defense pairings were first is vili hianola and neil pionk i like hianola but like you know, this is a little high in the batting order for him probably right now. Yep. He's good, but like he's gonna be good. But yeah, like that's a that's a big ask of a guy that was just drafted twentieth overall. Uh and Neil Pionk isn't that good. Uh Anthony Bitetto and Tucker Pullman. Big yikes. And I don't even want to know their third pair. Yeah, Carl Dahlstrom and Sammy Niku. That's probably better than the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked Dahlstrom as like a good six seven pickup for them off waivers from the Blackhawks. And Sammy Niku is gonna like a prolific AHL scoring defenseman. But I like again, not sure how much he's gonna be able to drag so, up that. Sorry, what's their right what, what's their defense core um with Morrissey? 
Yeah, and then I think I think they're I don't know. You scratch Dahlstrom or Demote Niku. It's like one of those. And then two. if Bufflin comes back, I if Bufflin it, look if those two come back, they're yeah. instantly better. No, a lot of no, I mean, obviously Morrissey's coming back. Um, yeah, but Mor- Morrissey's going to play the the next night. But like even him, like it, Morrissey's a good defender, but like he's not like that elite tier defenseman that's going to all of a sudden make this like yeah, no. a very good NHL defense. Like this is like even with Morrissey, this is a bad defense. And then obviously there is uh, Pittsburgh who are losing uh, Malkin and uh, Bugstad. We're not really sure how long yet. That hasn't exactly come out, but the both, Malkin, are, both are said to be longer term. I've heard a lot of things about Malkin. I've heard all season. I've heard a few months. I've heard four weeks. I'm not yeah. really sure what's happening. No, nobody's there, but... really sure, but like no matter what uh, amount of time you lose those two for, those are two quality center icemen. And losing guys like that for any period of time is going to hurt, I think. But yeah, yeah I if agree. I am Pierre Dorian, I'm picking up the phone yesterday and going to them and saying, hey, we have Chris Tierney, Artem Anisimov, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Take one of them. We'll retain the salary. They're not going to retain salary. They should retain salary. Depends how good of a hockey team Eugene Melnick wants down the road. But that's what I would be doing if I was the Ottawa Senators, especially with yesterday's pickup of Vladislav Nemesnikov. So yeah, any oh, yeah, we any didn't final thought? That, but... Well, that's not that, that one's sort of minor. It was a good trade for the Senators. He's a good player, but yeah, maybe just a pump and dump on his value there. Yeah, depends I agree. how much they can pump him up. So yeah, we're coming towards the end of episode one on season two of Take to Take. Anything else to add, Luke? Anything you're looking forward to in the NHL over the next week or so? Probably that Vancouver Canucks captain game naming. tomorrow. That should be good against LA. So hopefully they can get their first win of the season. Um, it's kind of been a slow week. You know, they played game on the opening night. They played a game on Saturday, and they're just waiting on their third. So I've been eager, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm equally looking forward to the Senators trying to win their first game of the season. They got the Cup champions on Thursday and Tampa Bay Saturday. So good chance we're 0-4 yeah. when we're back here on Tuesday next week. Well, just want to thank everybody for listening along here. Uh, sorry that we didn't have Pat today, but uh, I'm, we're pretty sure he'll be back next week. And we will catch you then. Saying goodbye now from Take to Take.